Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wrestle Lost. It's going to be quite a show. We got a lot to talk about. So, to get it going, here's Johnny. And it's just the two of us today. It's a two man band. <laughs> yes. Andrew had prior commitments, and we couldn't do it tomorrow. So, yes. All yeah, right. Family. <laughs> All right. So, first, some notes from Survivor Series. Uh, Fightful has always came out with a list of producers for each match. Uh, so for the, the women's Survivor Series match, we have uh, Billy uh, Kidman and P.D. Williams. Sorry, not Billy Kidman. Why did I say Billy Kidman? Tyson Kidd. <laughs> Names sound familiar. It's similar. So Tyson Kidd and, and P.D. Williams for the women's Survivor Series. Uh, Jason Jordan produced the AJ versus Finn Balor match. We had Adam Pierce producing the, the triple threat for the U.S. title. And the men's Survivor Series match was produced by Michael Hayes and uh, Shane Helms. Now, the, the match between Ronda Rousey and Chelsea was produced by Jason Jordan and Brian Kendrick. So, at, at first they said Brian Kendrick is he's getting a tryout as a producer backstage in WWE. Then, then I, I heard today that it was uh, Ronda Rousey who actually asked that that Kendrick come in to pr produce her match, um, and he, he wasn't featured as a producer on, on Raw, so. Not quite sure if he's going to be stay with the company or if he's just going to be exclusive to uh, Ronda Rousey matches. I don't have all the details, but I did hear some things today about that. Again, yeah. details are unclear, but what I heard was that Ronda did want him to come in to work like around her matches and all that shit. And to make it work, but they don't know if it was for this one match or if it's for all the matches that are coming for Ronda. And okay. I heard there's issues with getting the contract locked down. So it, it's a little weird right now over there as far as what his future is. Yeah, because even rem remember, he was supposed to be in AEW. Uh, he was scheduled to to wrestle Moxley on February second episode of Dynamite, but he was pulled that day because of some comments that he made ten years ago about the Holocaust and Sandy Hook and nine eleven, and 
and someone at at Turner didn't didn't like that, so they they pulled him. So we'll we'll just have to see what what no uh, how this works out for him. Uh, during the main event, the men's Survivor match, there was an unplanned spot between Roman and Kevin Owens where KO slapped Roman in, in the ear, causing bruising into the eye and a potential eardrum uh, issue, maybe a, a rupture. And Roman wasn't happy. They said he was visibly upset leaving the, the ring and going backstage. Uh but uh, from from what I've heard, this there's not really heat between the two of them. It was just a, it was just something that happened, and they're they're, and they're willing to continue to work working with each other uh, as the months go along. Yeah, uh, I personally have never had like a ruptured eardrum or anything like that, no. as far as I know. But I have to imagine that in the moment, while you're in the middle of a match, it's unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't blame him for feeling some sort of way about it because that's just a normal reaction to when something happens. In the moment, he might have felt pissed off. And I did hear that he went to like gorilla position all pissed off and shit and vented about it to some people. But once he calmed down, like, he's a professional. So yeah. It's understandable that in the moment he got frustrated, but who wouldn't? <laughs> right. And as far as uh, the event itself, it was the highest grossing Survivor Series ever as far as the, the gate and merch sales. Which that's that's always good, and it, it was also the most viewed Survivor Series ever in in history. So, so that's good. That's going in, in the right direction. Now the next, they're not going to be on pay per view or premium live event again, at least for the main roster until Royal Rumble, which is about two months away. Actually, it's I would say maybe seven weeks from tonight. Yeah, I'd say it's seven weeks. Yeah. So we still have a while to go, even though Kofi already said he was going to be in, in the match. Uh, <laughs> but uh, here some uh, prelim prelim plans that they have for... They, these aren't spoilers. These are just plans that, that may happen. Uh, the plan is for Roman to take on KO at Royal Rumble two years after they've they last uh, fought in 2020, but that was during the Thunderdome era. Uh, so the plan is Kevin Owens at Royal Rumble, uh, Sami Zayn at Elimination Chamber because that's going to be in Montreal, in Kevin or Sami's hometown, and then KO and Sami are supposed to team up and face the Usos at Mania. So that that there's the, the plan for that. Uh, other plan for the Rumble is since Triple H has they uh, canceled the Hell in a Cell pay per view, we may be seeing a Hell in a Cell match in addition to the two Rumble matches. We may be seeing a Hell in a Cell match at at, at the Royal Rumble. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely gonna feel like very old school vibes because yeah. that's what used to happen at pay per views. Like, it wouldn't be like a pay per view dedicated dedicated to Hell in a Cell matches. Right, it would just happen at a random pay per view that they scheduled it on. It would be the first time the Hell in a Cell match took place outside the pay per view since WrestleMania twenty five. And it's, uh, I believe, the first Helen so much at the Rumble since Triple H himself took on Mick Foley in, in 2000. <laughs> so that was, that was a while ago. Yeah, it's <laughs> been a very long time. Yeah. And as, as for if he, he can do it, if his schedule allows it, The Rock will be in the Royal Rumble match. And I'm, yeah. I'm hearing num- number 30. You're hearing number 30? Yes. I didn't hear that part of it. I yeah. didn't go that far into it. It's been a very busy day. But, yeah, we were talking about that today. And I, I see you, Zach. As soon as we started talking rumors and stuff that's going to happen in the near future, the first thing you said was, or The Rock. So... I kind of held off on mentioning it a little bit, but we did see you. Yeah, if The Rock is going to be in the Rumble, that is a very big deal. Yes. I can't begin to imagine the pop that's going to happen. And it's, it's in Texas, so you know shit's about to get wild. Yeah, and uh, we were talking earlier in the week because we're going to plan on having a, a live uh, in-person watch-along, and we are also going to plan to have have uh, several people with us to watch it. So I know we're, we're going to have a really big pop when, when he comes out. Yeah, so not only like the main audio is going to be us, but you're going to get a lot of very interesting audio that day is what I will say. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a, been a few more returns that have been uh, have been rumored uh, for WWE. Uh, I know one name is uh, I've heard is Eric Young, who was from what I've heard because I don't watch Impact, but what I've heard he was literally killed <laughs> killed off on Impact last week. Uh, he was stabbed to death. That's what I heard. And <laughs> e- ever since I heard it, I've been meaning to go find a clip of it just to see how they did it. Because how do you stab someone to death during a show? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you make that work. But they made it work, obviously. So, yeah, if he is on his way back to WWE as people are reporting. There's a lot they could do there. Now with Nikki Cross dropping the ASH character and going back to a little bit towards her sanity style character, yeah. that could be another possibility. And and, and Big Damo's still out there, out there too? Yeah. Yeah, he's still out there doing this thing but not signed up to a major company so it's possible yeah 
also, uh, we haven't seen him in a few months because of injury, but uh, Bobby Root's supposed to come back pretty, in, pretty soon, and he when he does, he'll, he's going to be on the SmackDown brand. I am seeing conflicting reports about this hmm. because I, I also heard the same thing, that he was going to be on his way back to WWE sooner than later. But then he put up a picture that he had, I believe, his neck fused. Oh. So, and and he had it done recently. Like, it's a recent picture. Mm. So, as far as him returning sooner than later, definitely not. But if he decides to come back in the future, it, I'm pretty sure he'll come back to WWE because that's where he belongs. Yeah. If, if he can, because, you know, there's that whole conversation we had last week about Randy Orton's future after yeah. his, his back fusion. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's If it's going to happen, it's going to happen in WWE, but it's not going to be for a very long time because of the procedure he just had. And also, Charlotte has hinted on social media that she may be on her way back, too, soon. She posted a picture of her wearing wrestling boots. Hmm. So, uh, that could just be Charlotte trolling. That that's that could be Charlotte just being like... Doing what a lot of people have done in the past. Bailey, Becky, Sasha. Yeah. Sasha right now is also on her troll game as well. <laughs> Trying to give hints, but not go full into it. Yeah, because there's right now there's an interesting, well, I would call it interesting, but a story building between Jay Cargo and Bow Wow on Dynamite. Bow Wow is the, the real-life nephew of Snoop Dogg. And Snoop Dogg is also cousins with Sasha. So, a lot of people are speculating that 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 Sasha or Mercedes is is gonna is gonna be like a mystery a mystery opponent that Bow Wow is gonna bring out for Jade. I wouldn't mind it because from what I've seen from Sasha, aka Mercedes, is that. She's probably done with WWE. Yeah. I mean, in in the future, it could be possible that they could settle things they got going on and have her come back. But for me, what it looks like is there's a better chance of her going to AEW than coming back to WWE in this moment. That's just what it looks like to me. And yeah, like... Like you said, there's the connection of Bow Wow, Snoop Dogg, and Mercedes all being family members. So, yeah, I think there's the bigger chance of her going to AEW right now. And I also agree with you, Zach. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again in your exact words. We don't need Charlotte. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would agree. Because the uh, 
right now the but the women's rosters on both Raw and SmackDown are are being are continue to be stacked by by every week. You know, we'll we'll talk about another debut later on. But yeah, the uh things are starting to look up in both women's divisions, AEW and WWE. Yeah. Both women's divisions are definitely picking back up. And by Charlotte returning, all that's going to do is take the spot of someone who has been around for the last eight months while she has been gone. And that's the last thing we need to happen is just because she's Charlotte Flair and she's got that name behind her. She's just going to take the spot of Liv Morgan. I don't know. But if I was Liv and I started hearing Charlotte's name being pushed around, I would worry. Now, as far as uh, Charlotte's husband goes, Andrade, uh, no, he's been out for a few months ever since we heard of that argument that they, him and Sammy had backstage. He hasn't been out because for that reason. Uh, he he suffered a torn pectoral muscle uh, going back to August during a a match between with with the elite, uh, and so he's been he had surgery on on it recently. So he's that's what that's why he has been on TV. So it has nothing to do with like a contract dispute or or like a CM Punk situation, you know, where he might be out of the company. He's just out injured right now. Yeah. Uh, that that was news to all of us. <laughs> I don't think any any of us knew about that injury till just recently, but yeah. Yeah, if I'm just glad, well, that sounds bad. He can recover from an injury, but you can't fully recover when you have disputes with the company that you're working for. Yeah. So look at, look at CM Punk. I, yeah, just look at CM Punk. But yeah, hoping he gets better from his injury and we should see him back within a couple of months. So we'll see how that goes for him. Uh which we had heard uh prior that CM Punk was going to be removed from the AEW video game. But now it turns out he, I, I think he's just being removed from the cover. He's still going to be a, a playable character in the game. Just not a part of the cover. But even still, that has delayed the, the release, release of the game. Yeah. Unfortunately, it has. And... As, uh, this is how I feel about it. Because who really knows the truth when it comes to CM Punk nowadays? So until I see him in-game on release day, that that's when I'm going to be like, okay, this is, this is what happened. They just took him off the cover, and he's still in the game. Anything can happen. 
So even even if it's an official report or anything like that, things change. So I'm just going to wait and see what happens when the game is released. Until then, when it comes to CM Punk and all the news on that, I'll listen to it and we'll talk about it, but I won't believe it until I see it. Yeah, yeah. And, and when the game does come out, we will be playing it on on here. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. so we look forward to that. Yeah, at at, at uh, among other games, so be looking yeah. forward to that. Uh, all right, uh, last well, was, yeah, last night on Rampage, we have got a couple new faces in in AEW. Juice Robinson has signed with AEW. Uh, Juice is a former IWGP US champion. His contract was up with New Japan, so he's in AEW right now, and he he immediately has challenged Samoa Joe for the ROH TV title at Final Battle. Juice is a very interesting character. He can fit in in many different positions when it comes to how they want to use him. So I think it was a smart move to finally sign him. Because I know he's been around, but they never really pulled the trigger on signing him. So to hear that they finally did is a good move. And for him to have his first match with Samoa Joe for the ROH title, hell yeah, dude. That's going to be a hell of a match. And it, I'm just excited for Juice because we've seen him a couple of times and it's pretty awesome. Also, another match that was set up final battle, uh, we saw Shane Taylor of uh, uh, Shane Taylor promotion make his first appearance on AEW. Uh, he's uh, challenged. Because he had uh, he has history with Keith Lee, so he challenged Keith Lee and a partner of his choosing, which uh, uh, which he uh, Keith Lee tried is trying to convince Swerve to be his partner for this match. For a, a final battle, uh, Keith Lee against uh, Shane Taylor and JTG. So that's gonna it's gonna be a good match as well. Yeah. It, it's pretty obvious that it is going to be like swerving our glory. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. And I'm just curious to see how they're going to make it work. What the conditions from swerve are going to be. I could see them, I can see them doing this spot where the only reason. Swerve will agree to do the match is if Keith Lee has to follow his lead. And that's when Keith Lee is going to has to start doing some nefarious shit. Because that's just the way Swerve is. So, is Keith Lee going to the dark side? We'll find out soon. Okay, so now we're going to get into our discussion of the week. 
this is gonna we're gonna start off by talking about the the probably the 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 biggest angle that happened on on AEW Dynamite Dynamite this week. That was uh, uh, MJF uh, came out with Regal to cut a promo. Uh, he introduced uh, a new belt, which really wasn't new. It's the same belt. He just replaced the 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 leather with with uh, material that was made to look like his scarf. Uh, he also potentially set up his next three feuds in calling out Ricky Starks, who he's going to already take take on at Winter's Coming. He called out, uh, or he mentioned the name of Eddie Kingston and Brian Danielson, which a lot of people are saying that's going to be his opponent for uh, for Revolution. And then he talked about the whole, the whole bidding war of 2024, talking about Mentioning Nick Khan's name and and what he called the game trips, <laughs> <laughs> we all know what that meant. Uh, yeah, but then uh, as the as the promo went on, he started talking to Regal, saying, you know, uh, that he, he, you know, he appreciated his help. That he. He said, "At from the bottom of my heart," and he goes in like, like you know, like he's gonna he's gonna hug him, but he goes behind him and hits him in the back of the head with brass knucks. Knocks Regal out. Regal he took a blood capsule in, in his mouth and he started bleeding from the mouth. And so they carted William Regal out of the ring. Danielson. <clears throat> Danielson went with him to the hospital, potentially writing him off TV. And the reason, the real reason for this is because there has been word that Regal is on his way back to WWE. Now, this started last weekend before War Games, Triple H sent out a tweet saying, you know, that it, it's it's not the same without, and he he posted a, a like a montage of Regal saying war games. Then on Sunday, Dave Meltzer started speculating that 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 Regal may be on his way back. Uh, then we we've, we've heard various reports during the week about his contract status. At first, we were hearing it was only going to be a year, so it was going to be up in February. Then somehow the <clears throat> it came out that his deal was for three years, which doesn't really make sense. Then, then Mike Johnson of, of PW Insider said that no, his contract's actually up in December, which we're already in December. And I've also heard that when he when Tony Khan signed him, Tony Khan put a provision in his contract that. And, and I, I, I don't know if he was foreseeing the future or what, but he said that if, and, and this is what I've heard, that if Triple H were to ha- happen to take over from Vince, then it, all Regal had to do was ask for his release and he would be granted. Now, yeah. not, not knowing that it was going to happen just a few months later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, as 
I'll let you continue here in a bit because there's still a lot more to say. Yeah. But before we move on, I did hear the same thing, just to clear it up a little bit. It was a three-year contract. But there was the option of opting out if he wanted to go back to WWE when someone else took over. And that happened. So I don't blame, I can't blame anyone for wanting to go back. Even though he was doing some real good shit with the BCC. It's it's ultimately up to the person. Yes. I understand there's contracts involved and there's a certain amount of time you have to be there if you have that clause. And he had that clause in his contract. So that's just what it is. So the first year was up right now in December. And th- there it is. That's the rumor is that he's going to go back to WWE. Yeah, uh, and I've heard it's going to be a backstage row, but I'm sure he'll be he'll appear on camera at some in some at some point. I don't know if maybe he'll go back to NXT and if he can try and save that brand because because mm-hmm. uh, even though even though Shawn Michaels is over it, it's still not looking good. Uh, he, he, Shawn Michaels needs some help. Yeah, because even though it is Shawn Michaels and he has been around the product for a very long time, it's not quite working with only him. So Regal going back to NXT and lending a hand in helping Shawn Michaels getting NXT to where it needs to be, that would be one thing they could do. Which I don't know if you have a different thought on something else he could do, or is that the only thing you can think of at the moment? For right now, yes, until next year, until 2024, because I feel like if MJF does end up going to WWE, you can bring the story back up in WWE. Uh, you know, first how Regal turned on on Moxley to help MJF win, and then he, just eleven days later, MJF turned on Regal and and took him out. So you could have them bring that back up again if MJF does go to WWE, or even if maybe down the line you we do have a have like a forbidden door scenario. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of questions going into William Regal coming back to WWE and what they could possibly do with him. Uh, To answer your question, Zach, uh, William Regal is not wrestling. He's just more of like a manager slash uh, backstage. Yeah, he's not. (laughs) He's not cleared the wrestle. He's he's had neck surgeries. He's had. uh, and uh, issues with brain uh, brain bleeds, so he's he's not cleared. It's not to say that he couldn't get cleared because we've seen all the wrestlers that have been cleared uh, 
lately. Uh, I think his is more serious, but you know, uh, there's all there there's always advances in medicine. So we'll see what the future holds. Yeah, with William Regal though, I would say there's about a ten percent chance. Yeah, of him wrestling just yeah. because of. Him being on Talk is Jericho and on AEW Unrestricted, the podcasts he did, describing all his health issues he has had, it just wouldn't be worth it to me to risk yourself again. Yeah, he's he's right now he's 54. He's been wrestling since he was 16 years old. That that that's a long time. Yeah, yeah. They definitely put their bodies through a lot. And being William Regal and just being brought up in a different era of wrestling, it had to be rough, man. Yeah. It had to be real rough on everyone from back in that era. That's why you see a lot of injured older wrestlers right now. Especially because he he came up in the UK with that that, that British strong style. Yeah. Yeah. So me, me personally, if I was in William Regal's position, I wouldn't wrestle. I would just help out backstage. Yeah. Let them benefit from all the knowledge that you have and still be a badass on-screen persona. Yes. He has proven that he could do with the BCC. Which brings me to what I think could be an interesting story. Again, this is like a forbidden door scenario. Can't have all the details as far as who would be involved and how this would work out for the future. But I think, if possible, he could have a BCC-style group in WWE. And if it would be all right with Tony... He could even use the name Blackpool Combat Club, and it could be like the new Bullet Club. Yeah. To where, okay, we got this version of BCC in AEW. Now we have this version of BCC in WWE. And, you know, contract. And negotiations happen all the time. Anyone from AEW could end up in WWE. Anyone in WWE can end up in AEW or New Japan. They can go anywhere they want. It's ultimately up to the talent. So, like with MJF, he could come over. Mox could always come back to WWE. And if William Regal is there, they'd be like, hey, who are all these other assholes that as soon as you jump shit back to WWE, you just got new toys to play with and call them Black Bull Combat Club as well. When I am from the original Black Bull Combat Club. <laughs> so I just think I just think there's a lot that they could do there. 
if they wanted to. And, and go and ahead. He could bring them together and have have a war games match. Then yeah. he, could, he could make his sing, signature war games call. Yeah. It's just a BCC brawl for all. <laughs> yeah. There, there's possibilities there. If Tony Khan really wanted to be have an open mind, which I think he does, he's he's even said it in an interview that if the conditions were right and if they could come to an agreement, he would love to work with WWE. He would love to do shit with WWE. He's a fan. Yeah. He's a fan first. Only problem is WWE are, are reluctant to work work with Tony Khan. Yeah, you know, it, it was just like we mentioned before, just the little, the small mention of Billy Gunn working for AEW that that kept him from being on that DX reunion. Yeah, true. The problem is with Triple H and WWE. That could be. Many different things. It could be just Triple H's mindset of wanting to prove himself and what he could do without having the help of others. But in the long run, it would benefit everybody. It would benefit Tony. It would benefit Triple H. Everybody comes out looking better with working these connections. And and I've heard that the reason that they're they're wanting to work with the as out outside uh, companies outside the country, like with uh, Pro Wrestling Noah and New Japan, is because they're actually using other companies to to uh, create their their plan, their global local localization plan of like bringing in NXT Japan or you know. I've heard of them possibly working with AAA or at CMLL to create NXT Mexico. So they're not really, really opening that forbidden door. They're just using, going to be using other companies to, to, for their own gain. Yeah. Stealing talent. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to use those words, but it's the truth. Yes. Like you bring in, and you talk with different smaller companies about the possibilities of working together in the future if you help us out with this. But you know what company is going to benefit most of it in the end. That's what happened to the British wrestling scene when they started NXT UK. They, they pretty much destroyed the British wrestling scene. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's it's a bad way of doing it. It benefits WWE in the worst way possible because that just means these smaller companies that helped this talent out whenever they didn't have anybody or whenever they were working their way up, they, they lose a lot of people that are homegrown. And yeah, great for the talent, but bad for these smaller promotions. I just think it's a bad way of going about things, but what do I know? I don't own a multi 
million billion dollar company. <laughs> so, <laughs> who knows how I would be handling things if I had that amount of power? Yes. <laughs> In a late dream. Yeah. So I don't know, man. If William Regal does come back to WWE, good for him. But it sucks that he had to take that from MJF. I, I, I don't like that he took a bump, man. Especially falling face first. Yeah. With all his health issues. Like, it, it felt a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he... he... I mean, he knew what he was doing. I'm sure he practiced it, went over it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if anybody can handle it, it's Regal. But still, though, with all the issues you've had, going face first is not the best thing. But, you know, hey, what do I know? He knows only he knows how he truly feels. So, yeah, man, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all very new still because this all came out within the last two days. So we were able to formulate some thoughts, but anything is possible. The whole BCC thing—if they want to do a, like a new Bullet Club—that would be fucking badass. I think that would be the biggest thing because Regal is always going to be tied to BCC. I can, already, I can already see taking the 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 brawling brutes and just using them in the, in this new version of Blackpool Combat Club. You know, make uh, change Butch's name back to Pete Dunn, and you have Ridge Holland and Sheamus. That that's a, that's a badass group right there. Yeah, and I also had another thought of. If they were to do this, if they wanted to go down this route, I think it would be pretty badass as well. Put William Regal with Cody Rhodes when he returns. Yeah. Like having Cody Rhodes as the guy who, who went back and forth, who went from WWE to helping AEW start off and become what it is, and then going back, Regal has that same story. Like, he went from WWE to AEW, even though he wasn't there for a very long time, and then going back to WWE. They have the same connection, and it would be awesome to have Regal on the mic with Cody. Not only that, that Regal has that history of working in NXT with, with Dusty. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot that they could play off of. Again, just many ideas floating around in my head of things that can happen. But my biggest two things that I would love to see come from this is him working with Cody and not completely abandoning BCC. Because... Like I said, anyone from AEW can come over. And likewise, anything can happen. So, yeah, man, that was a bit of a shock to listen to and to hear that he is possibly on his way back to WWE. So, 
yeah, written off the way he was, we will see what they decide to do with that sooner than later. Yeah. He has to come. I would say as far as the timeline, if if they do decide to do the Cody thing with him, which those are just my thoughts. That's not a rumor. I haven't heard anything. That's just what I'm thinking. If Cody does return at the Rumble, which is another name they're throwing around, fuck yeah. Bring them both back at the Rumble. Yeah. Walk out together. Yeah. I would I would love to see it and people would go crazy as well. So yeah. Anything is possible right now when it comes to William Regal and what he's going to do next in WWE. That's it for the news. All right. So now that we've gone through the news, we're going to go ahead and get into our thoughts on the show of the week because it, it was a crazy episode of Raw. So I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about some of the moments from there. So I'm going to go over to Johnny and get his moment for WWE this week. Yeah, actually, my moment does come from Raw, and it's the continuation of the Bloodline story, which is the best thing going in, in WWE right now. So they all they all come out as a group uh Minus minus Roman, but you know they all say, "Hey, you know we're we're you know we're we're together now. We're we're all all a, a family. You, you know, you know even Jay is is uh, acknowledging Sammy as being being an USO, and then they you know they all go for they all do the group hug and." Solo is still reluctant to come in for the hug. Uh, he was about to go in for the hug, though, when KO came out, Kevin Owens, and he told, pretty much told Sammy, he said, you know what, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm done with you. You know, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to see, see you anymore. I don't want to be in the same building as you. Uh, and, and Sammy saying, Sammy Zane said, that's fine. I've I've got my my own family now, which is interesting to see how they're gonna come back together if they do plan on facing the Usos for the tag titles at Mania. Uh, but then Kevin Owens told Sammy, said, "Well, I mean, you're not even you're not even related to them, you know." And it was Jay that stepped up for Sammy. And said, "Wait a minute, he is—he is a part of our family now. He is an USO. I, I just—I—I I, I like this this dynamic that uh, that now that you know they they trust him. Uh, also, furthering on SmackDown last night, Jimmy and Jay had a had a talk backstage after Solo and Sammy had left, and you know uh, Jimmy asked Jay, so you know." So did did he ever admit to you that he talked to Ko? He said he said no, but then he told him that you know Roman told him you know Roman trusted him, and if Roman trusts him, then then he 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 trusts him as well. So I I just I like the storyline. I just wish that all the all all the major titles weren't connected to him. 
because this whole group is primarily on SmackDown, and that leaves Raw with with only the U.S. title and the women's title. Yeah. I, I do think they're doing a better job with making the U.S. title feel more important. But it's still not the top title that everybody thinks it should be. Yeah. So, yeah. For for both those titles to be on Roman and be primarily on SmackDown, a lot of people are saying you keep this going for another year for some reason. But <laughs> that'd be going in three years for Roman. Yeah, I don't think you can. No. That would be way too long. I, I think th- this this will end as far as Roman being champion sometime between between the Rumble and Mania. I think it ends at Mania. This is just, and I gi- I've given this a lot of thought today because I went into different tangents of listening to to different uh, to a lot of different wrestling podcasts while at work today, and something seems to click at times, and I just get these random thoughts of how I would book this. And with the whole question about The Rock and him being at the Rumble, this is what I would do. I wouldn't have The Rock come in at the Rumble. I would save that. I would save that for Mania. And this is how you get there. So you have Sami Zayn win the Royal Rumble. So he goes off to WrestleMania night one to face Roman by force. But they book it in a way to where Roman only defends one of the titles against Sammy. Whether it be the Universal or the WWE Championship, you take your pick. But he defends that on night one against Sammy. And Sammy ends up getting the win. So you've already defeated Roman. Night one of Mania. And that is going to set off Roman Reigns. To where night two, you have him open the show. In the ring, no intro, no anything. He's just already in there with a mic. And he says, this is not how my WrestleMania is going to go. I am not going to go down as a loser in this year's WrestleMania. I still have another title. And I won a second match tonight to prove that I am still the tribal chief. That I am still number one in this company. I don't care who it is. I just want that match tonight in the main event. I want to be the main event. So you leave the whole night questioning who is he going to face. We all know who's he going to face. But we can't say it quite yet. 
no, Zach, not The Undertaker. Not one last <laughs> That's not going to happen. No. So you go throughout the night leaving us with the question of who's he going to face? Who's going to step up to Roman Reigns? He does. He finally has his intro. He walks out with everybody except for Sammy because he doesn't want to even see him because he beat him for the title. He's walking out with Solo and the Usos. And then you hear it. The Rock's music hits. Rock comes out, and they have a hell of a match. And who knows how that goes. Is it for the title? Is it not for the title? Is it just a straight-up match? And do you have Roman coming out of this year's WrestleMania 0-2 and, and his image of being the tribal chief finally shattered. That's what I would do just because I don't think I can take another year of this. It's really good. What they're doing is really good. But we all saw that bit, that couple of months right before Sami's saying came into the bloodline, it was getting stale. They no longer knew how to keep that going in a good way. Yeah, and that was back still during the Vince era. Yeah. Once Triple H took over, they they found the direction again. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they could think of some way to keep it going for another year and to make it interesting. You can keep the bloodline story going on, but just just don't keep the titles. Yeah, but with the story of them wanting to keep the titles on them another year, I just don't think it's possible with them losing a lot of interest just because we want to see another champion. Like, has it been momentous? Has it been a hell of a reign for Roman? Yeah. But a lot is a lot, and enough is enough. And I think we're at that point of where enough is enough. We need something else to happen here. We're always going to remember him as the tribal chief and what they did. But it's it's time to move on. And yeah, it, it's just like what Zach said. I want to see The Rock put Roman in his place. Yeah. It's time. It's time for The Rock to put Roman in his place. So, yeah, I just I just love everything going on with the bloodline, but I think another year would be way too much. So, yeah, that's just how I see Mania going. But Sammy is the lifeline of the bloodline right now. He's what brought it back to being what it is right now, so. Hell yeah, I'm happy I'm happy for Sammy. And I'm happy that Jay finally believes in him, even though they had a very rocky road to get here. But hell yeah, man. That is real good shit. So for my moment, did you see what I talked to you about today? Did you go find Liv Morgan's attack? 
Oh, no. No, I, no, I didn't. Okay. So for those of you who watched all of SmackDown, Liv Morgan came out when Damage Control was in the ring doing their normal thing, talking about how they are the best group, even though they've lost a lot recently. Pretty much ever since their return, they've been getting a lot of losses. So it, it's a little bit confusing as to the direction of Damage Control, but Liv Morgan came out and she took out... <clears throat> Everybody but Bailey. She threw them into the steps and into the barricade. And that left just her and Bailey in the ring. For a split second, she took control of Bailey. She did a double leg takedown and just started doing ground and pound on Bailey. But then Dakota and EO got back into the ring. And it was the three on one. And that came the surprise of the night of returning Tegan nuts. Hmm. Pink hair and all, multicolored hair. So a lot of people were a little confused as to who it was because it wasn't her normal, the normal image. Yeah. As to how we have seen Tegan Knox before, but big old screen that said Tegan Knox on it. So you're gonna you're gonna obviously know who it is. So Tika Knox comes in there and she goes straight for damage control, helping out Liv Morgan, but still still the numbers game is is a hell of a thing. And Liv Morgan was still still trying to come back from the three on one. So they they take uh, Tegan Ox over to the corner and they start taking their turn three on one against her as well. And that's when Liv Morgan come back in, comes back in with a kendo stick and just completely fucks up damage control. One swing to each sternum area. Three swings is all it took. This kendo stick was fucking broken, dude. Like it fell apart in her hands. I didn't know she could swing that kendo stick so damn hard because it hurt me watching it. He here's the thing about kendo stick shots, and I know we're not talking about AEW yet, but I'm just gonna bring up a moment when Darby Allen was about to have his match on Rampage. You can tell he was being hesitant with how hard he was swinging the bat to where it didn't look believable to me. He needs to work on his bat work. (laughs) But that was not the problem with Liv Morgan. She is very comfortable with a kendo stick. To where if I were to see her running at me with a kendo stick, I'd shit myself. (laughs) After watching how she handled this bit right here. Yeah, man. I I love seeing Tegan Knox back. I'm glad she's back. There's a lot they could do with her as well. And seeing what Triple H has done with returning stars that were released, I have no doubt that they're going to do good by her. And having her team up with Liv Morgan, I think would be a good thing. So yeah, man, 
real awesome spot with the kendo stick busting busting out and just breaking apart and with the return of Tegan Knox included and all of that. Yeah, that had to be my moment of the week. I was just in shock when I saw all of that. But what we all didn't expect this week, which was another awesome moment, because that just gives all of us fans that don't have the opportunity to buy front row seats, it gives us something to look forward to. So Becky Lynch opened up Raw and immediately goes out into the crowd. And yeah, she talks to some Hispanic dude. I already forgot his name. He is not important. He was just drunk. Zachary. Zachary, which is fine. Hey, you pregame. There's, a, there's an hour and a half to two hours before you actually start Raw. So there's a lot of time there to uh, get. Yeah, because this this was actually at the very beginning of the show. So you're already drunk at the beginning of the show. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping, like, and I, I didn't see anybody else because they didn't focus on him that much. But I hope he like, doesn't have a family and doesn't didn't have, like, his kids with him or something. Because yeah. dad was drunk as fuck if that was the case. And Becky Lynch was smart enough to, to move away from him, you know, because who knows what he would say on the mic. On yeah. The live, live mic. Yeah. But the other star that came out of this segment looking just as good as Becky Lynch because unnatural on the mic. Raw is Bobby. So she goes, so she goes to this guy, just a random dude, and starts going back and forth with him. Is like, don't you think they are shit? Like, don't you think I am the best? Damn it, control or not? And just Becky working the crowd like she used to, going old school. Becky just being a woman of the people, and this guy Bobby just. Stepping up and making us fans look good. He set the bar high for what we would need to do if we would have Becky Lynch in our face with a mic. But he did great, man. He had an awesome back and forth with Becky Lynch. Yeah. He, I, I don't know where his Twitter account was before Raw, but I saw his Twitter account Tuesday morning and he was closing in on 500 followers. Can you give us an update, a live update right now? See where he's at. I can look it up just to see where it's at. Thank you. I did follow him. So yeah, I did too. See how, how many more he's gotten in six days. So let me try and find him. Um, because I go through a lot on Twitter. So let me just see if this shows up. What was his name? Do you remember? White Claw Bobby. Yeah. White Claw Bobby is his name on there. Which is funny because he wasn't he wasn't the drunk one. No, he wasn't the drunk one. <laughs> that was a funny thing. So, okay. This is crazy. 
Oh. He is at 2,076 followers. <laughs> so in ever since Raw, he's gone from 400 and something followers to 2,076 followers. He, Bob is a legend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the five, ten minutes that he was on screen with Becky Lynch, he's a star. Yeah. He's like Brock Lesnar guy. He's someone yeah. we'll always remember now. He needs to be front row next time. He's but like, yeah. like, like when when AEW first started, there was that kid at all the shows that dressed up like Orange Cassidy. Yeah, what happened to that kid? He needs to come back, man. I haven't yeah. seen him in a while. Yeah. But he was also getting a lot of good stuff and being like backstage and all that shit just because of being front row and dressed up like Orange Cassidy. So yeah. all it takes is one moment on screen to be like little Orange Cassidy or Bob and you're an instant legend. And people love him, man. And uh, We may have one of these opportunities coming up because we have... We don't have front row seats, we, we but we do have fifth row seats to winter's coming. Yeah, and our seats are going to be at the point where we get a chance to come up to the barricade as they're doing the entrances. So there's a lot of opportunities for us to have some sort of interaction, definite screen time. Yeah. And... As I told Johnny, I want to say what I want to happen. I I just want to be, I just want to get scissored by Anthony Bones. <laughs> I never thought I'd be able to say something like that. This was impossible two, three years ago. And now, I, now I'm going to AEW winners coming. And the only thing I want to do is get scissored. <laughs> so yeah, man. It all it takes is one moment on screen with someone, and it could, it could be the best moment of your life. Like he, even he even put up a tweet where it said, "This is a memory I will never forget." Because yeah, it's cool to be on camera, and yeah, it's cool that it was with Becky Lynch, yeah. but. Just the fact that now he has this memory of opening up a Raw with Becky Lynch. Yeah, it's it's something that as a fan, you're never going to forget. And that's what we all want to happen. We all want that interaction on screen. We did appear on camera once. And this was, I, I don't know, we told this, this was a, a couple of years before we started the podcast that, we, we we went to Great Balls of Fire. We also had floor seats, and we we were walked right behind the 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 kickoff show set, and we did come out on camera. Yeah, I I still feel I'm I'm glad that I'm pretty sure I can find it, clip it, and post it up. Yeah, but they caught us completely off guard. Yes, because I was looking down, trying not to trip over wires. And I was trying to lead Johnny to to our seats without him falling as well. Because and, and it just so happens that Freddie did look directly at the camera at one point, not knowing that we were 
walking behind the kickoff shelf. Yeah. I, I knew we were walking behind the kickoff show set, but I was so focused on the wires and you not falling that the split second I looked up at the camera, I couldn't react. Yeah. I was just like a deer in headlights, like, oh, the camera's on me. <laughs> <laughs> but this time we're prepared. Yeah. Because we know what we're getting ourselves into being fifth row seats yeah. two and three. So. Also, as far as being front row on Raw, uh, specifically for, for some of the kids, uh, later on, uh, Dexter Loomis had his match with The Miz. Dexter won, and he won his contract, and he also won money that Miz owed him. So Dexter, uh, he went out, and he started hand, handing the kids, not the adults, but the kids in, in, the, at, in the front row $100 bills. And and there was this one kid actually took took the took the hundred and shined it up to the light to make sure it was real. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just another kid that everybody was talking about. Yeah. Because just straight up he's in front of the camera, like checking if the bill is real. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, and it was. So Cool, cool moments for the kids that got the money. I think they gave them to like three different kids. Yeah. So which, which I don't. They may have been planted there. I don't know, but who knows? Nah, just uh, just from the. I think they were just random. I saw. I don't think they were planted. Yeah. So. Hell yeah, man! Good, good moments for those kids. I'm happy it happened. And the fucking Bob is a legend. Yeah. <laughs> And to touch on what Zach said in the chat, he said, I wouldn't be able to talk to Becky. I'd be speechless. Huh. I, I, I think that we've been to a decent amount of meet and greets and WrestleCon and just a bunch of different places that we've been. I think we've had enough face-to-face -face interactions with Stars that I think I would feel comfortable. Yeah, we we met a, a lots of wrestlers already. We met RVD, Diamond Dallas Page, uh, Emma Kelly Kelly, uh, James Hellsworth, Cody Rhodes, Sheeta, uh, Dan Housen. So yeah, we've met a few. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we I think we've met enough to where if something were to happen that we would get a one on one. On TV, just like, just like uh, Bob did. Yeah, I, I think we would do good. So, bring it on. We're ready. Winter is coming in one and a half weeks. Yes, we'll be there. So let's make something happen. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, lots of great moments from WWE this week. Pretty good. Pretty good shows. I I think. With everything going on and just with the return of Tegan Knox and the women's division getting better all around, yeah, very interesting shows. So now that we've got our moments in there for WWE, I'm going to go back to Johnny and get his moment for AEW. Okay, so probably the second biggest moment on Dynamite after the whole Regal MJF segment. Moxley opened the show, 
uh, came out uh, to uh, well, he came out to just cut a promo, and out of nowhere, uh, Hangman Adam Page's music hits. Hangman comes out, which was a complete surprise to everyone. Uh, I mean, obviously, obviously he's been cleared, but uh, commentary was playing it off to say that he was actually in town to to be you know, tested to see if he can be cleared. But he got in the ring. He had a face to face with Moxley, and Moxley was like, was like, like you know, you want to do this after what happened last time? And then he's like, well, or do you remember what happened last time? You know, because the last time that was when he picked up that injury during that match with Moxley. And so they just started brawling. They started brawling to the outside. Uh, it, it was so chaotic that Moxley legit tripped over the stage. Uh, uh, but but that, it just it just added to the to the chaos because Moxley was so in, into uh, into fighting Hangman that he just forgot where the stage was. <clears throat> but they brought backstage and they even brought it up. Had another segment later on where they were still brawling in the back. I I I, I like this. This uh, you know it it gets. Moxley away from the title picture for a while, and it gives Hangman a reason to be on on TV. Yeah, I I was as a lot of people are. I was very shocked to see Hangman back, and yeah, it was just really good having him interrupt Moxley and not even having the title at play makes it even that much better because it, that just leaves the story as I'm not even doing it for the championship. I'm just doing it for my pride for defending myself against the guy that caused harm to me and put me out for a little bit of time. But yeah, with, with the whole concussion thing and what we were hearing and then just things on radio silent for a little bit. I just didn't expect him for. I didn't expect him to come back this soon. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it was a pleasant surprise. The brawl through the back was pretty fucking intense. Them having to be split up various times, or try to be split up various times. Yeah, I can't wait to see what they do next week, but. Yeah. Moxley, just one, one thing. Go just, ahead. Just, just let Moxley go on vacation already. Yeah, that that's what I was about to bring up. <laughs> I, I don't know where you do this match, but it needs to happen soon because we all know that's where it's headed. They need to have the, They need to have this match before Moxley goes off on vacation, if he even goes on vacation at this point. (laughs) Who knows? But, yeah, if he is going to go on vacation, this definitely needs to happen before then. So, yeah. But, like I said, that's what I was going to bring up next, is when you send Moxley on vacation. But You can't do that until this match is over with. 
but yeah, nice brawl through the back. It was very entertaining, and unfortunately, Moxley did fall, which didn't take away from it. It just kept it chaotic, and that is the one word that I think I could describe a lot of the shows this week, especially the way Raw started and that leading to a brawl as well in the back. Yeah, it was just very chaotic, and I love chaos. So <laughs> that That's right up there with everything I like. So, hell yeah. I fucking, I fucking loved it. Uh, as far as my moment for AEW this week, I it just reminded me how much I like Darby Allen. Even though he needs a little bit of work with his bat swinging abilities, like I said, he always has really good matches. And that's what happened here on Rampage with him going up against Cole Carter. Yeah, I, I had to rewatch it today right before right before we went live while I was having dinner. I rewatched Rampage and it was just a really good match, man. I like I like what I'm seeing from Cole Carter, especially in this match. And we all knew Darby was going to get the win because he's the bigger name of the two and they're the ones he's the one that's being pushed a lot more but I was very impressed by Cole Carter and the only other thought I had in my mind during that whole match is of what can happen in the future and we throw out a lot of matches that we want to see in the future on here. That's just something a, a lot of fans do, and so we do it as well. Something I would love to see in the future once he's able to come through is Cole Carter versus Nick Wayne. Yeah, that would be good. I'm still ready for that kid to come in. I think he's ready now, but obviously yeah. we want to wait until he's fully he's comfortable with coming in. Well, he's well. He's got to wait till he, by law he can't he can't wrestle till he's eighteen. So that that'll happen next year. But but once it happens, and yeah, yeah, he can that can be one of his first matches. Yeah, yeah. I, it was just just the way I saw him be a little bit more open in this match and take a little bit more risk. Because when you face Darby Allen, you need to you need to be a little bit more risky with what you do. Because Darby Allen doesn't give a shit. He's just gonna put his whole body on the line and leave hurt and just take the week to recover and come back and hurt himself again. Obviously not seriously, but put himself through enough pain and fight through it. Just to kick your ass, and then they they showed a, a video that he made later on uh, where he challenged Samoa Joe for the TNT title, which we're gonna get on on Dynamite this week. Yeah, that's just a whole other different level of 
monstrosity that we're going to see. Yeah. Because he's not afraid to get thrown around. And who who better to be thrown around by than Samoa Joe? (laughs) Like, Darby looks great in defeat just because of the crazy amount of bumps he takes. If he's not... If he's not handing them out, he's taking them for sure. So, yeah, he's going to get thrown around a lot. And I'm just afraid for him because, like like the chant goes, Joe is going to kill him. And, yeah, I expect nothing less from this match between Darby Allen and Samoa Joe. And I could also see um... – I could also see Juice Robinson coming out at the end to to help further the the match between him and Joe for final battle. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lot to build up to. We still have pretty much an an open card for winter is coming. We don't have that many matches announced yet. Yeah, so far we only have match four of the of the best of seven between the elite and Death Triangle and the and the Ricky Starks MJF match for the title. Yeah, I think with one more match announcement, that should be good enough. Between now and then, I think I'm, I'm going to predict a match. I think we're going to. Oh crap! Never mind. They're going to do it this week. I was going to yeah. say we're going to get the the acclaim versus FTR, but they're already going to do that this week in Dynamite. At Dynamite. Never mind. Unless if the match never gets started. Yeah. Because there could be other factors at play. Like we did see the ass boys out there, which could work if they decide to do something with them just because they took shots at the acclaimed. But they weren't one-sided. Like, they could have gone either way. They could have been on either or side. So, yeah, everybody just wants to beat up the ass boys. That's what I took from that as well. So, yeah, if, if they decide to come out and take take both of them out before the match even gets started, that's something they could save for winter coming and just say, well, this didn't happen this week due to outside circumstances and interference. So now it's going to happen now winter's coming. I'd be fine with that. It's possible. I'm I'm not trying to I'm not trying to get your hopes up. It's possible that it could happen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what other match we would we would get, but we are going to get some real good matches. So and they have to do something with Athena. I mean, it's her hometown, and she's in the company now. So. Well, yeah, because, I mean, well, she's already going to be facing uh, Mercedes Martinez for the ROH women's title at Final Battle the Saturday before. Yeah, but she's in the area. Which, um, I mean, I, 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 I'm thinking maybe they – Maybe they put the ROH women's title on her. Maybe. She could just come out 
after winning the ROH title and just cutting a real good heel promo because now she's now she's a heel. Yeah. So just come out and be like, even though I am from here, I had to move away to make myself a better person and become who I am and all this and that. You know, it's the you people shit. <laughs> I wouldn't mind it, man. That could be fucking good. Throw that shade on us. You know what? We'll still love you in the end because you're our hometown girl. But yeah, man, there's a lot of questions there. I could what still what could still happen at winter is coming, but what we're seeing is a lot of really good shit, like always from AEW. So hell yeah, man. I loved it. I loved it all. And just to go back to what we were talking about, about how we would react to meeting different stars, uh, the last comment that Zach put up is, he'd give anything to meet Alexa. <laughs> all of us, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so if you, stick, if you stick around, which I'm sure you will, and when Drew comes back next week, we'll have him talk about this. But... We all have a deep love for Alexa. Let me ask you this question. How would you feel if you met Bray Wyatt? Bro, look. <laughs> there is something that has never happened. Because the opportunity has never presented itself. So it, it's never been documented. I'm not much of a crier. But if I ever get to meet Bray Wyatt, I hope I have more than five minutes because I'm going to need a little bit of time to compose myself. <laughs> and normally whenever we go to meet and greets and stuff like that, it's either two of us or three of us. We don't all go always but to whoever is there whether it be the intern or whether it be you johnny or drew i swear y'all better stop wait y'all better wait for me to stop crying before y'all take pictures and start recording <laughs> the last thing i want is a video or pictures of me uncontrollably sobbing in front of Bray Wyatt. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I, I don't, I don't fully know how I would react, but just because of who he is and like the influence he has had on the characters he throws out there, I just see him being a fan of a lot of the same stuff that I love. And I think that's why he is one of my favorites because he's someone that if I, if he was just a normal person and I would run into him like at a bar or some shit, he just seems like someone that I could have a conversation with and just like become friends with over his love of horror, over his love of the music he loves, which the metal rock genre 
is what he is what he loves. So we could bond over that. Obviously, being fans of wrestling and horror movies, we could discuss what's the most psychotic movies you've ever seen. What's your favorite horror movie? Which one don't you love? There's just a lot we could talk about. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know how I would truly react until I'm there. I don't know. But I know it's going to start off with stunned silence. Just to have one of the greatest characters I've ever seen come through. And just seeing him grow from, I, I know we've talked about it before and it's definitely been brought up in other different conversations with the Loomsie. Seeing him go from Husky Harris to leaving and coming back as Bray Wyatt in NXT moving up to main roster, doing the whole Wyatt family thing, everything with the shield to becoming the fiend. And now with everything going on as well with this new character, uncle howdy and everything that's going on there, which we have yet to yet to see uh, his first match, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how that pans out. Yeah. Just, to follow him from when he started to now. I'm just a really big fan. I'm not I'm not prepared to say number one fan because there's a wide range of fans that we are just maniacal for Bray Wyatt. Yeah. I'd freak the fuck out. So I can't wait for that meet and greet. It's going to happen one day. (laughs) It's going to happen. I just can't wait for that day. But yeah, man. Now I want it to happen. Now I'm all fucking in my Barry Wyatt talk. So yeah, man. I just can't wait for that shit to happen. And that, that would be probably the best day of my life. My number one meet and greet right there. DDP being second. RBV being third. I'll have to come up with that list later on. I need to think of all the names and what positions I'd put them in. Yeah. But Cody. Yeah, Co- Cody's up there. Actually, I might put Cody at second. <laughs> See, I'd have to go through it all because I just started looking at my wall of autographs over here. And there's Statlander, there's Cody, there's Sheeta. I got Danhausen and Zelina. Like, I need more, but that's a good start. <laughs> and hopefully, we'll get more here in a couple weeks. Yeah, I'm. I'm still. We'll probably get announcement on that like the day before, just like yeah. last time. Yeah. But I'm gonna have money set aside, and I'm gonna be ready for it. So I'll, I just hope we can both get a meet and greet that day with whoever we want. But, yeah, man, there's a lot of shit to look up to. Uh, looking forward to a lot of stuff. Winter's coming, like I said, a week and a half from now. It's 
It's probably going to be one of the last shows for a bit that we get because we just had Raw. Yeah. And now we're getting AW. So it's going to be a couple of months before we get a show again. I'll say probably, probably till maybe the summer. Yeah, definitely the summer. But yeah. we'll be ready for it, man. Whenever they decide to come through here, we'll definitely go again. Yeah. And we we could have done final battle because it's in it's in Arlington, but but we we already got the tickets for winners coming. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I would have loved to have gone, but there's only so much money that we have. Yeah, yeah. We we work in retail, so we don't make a lot of it. Yeah, we we spend our. We have to spend our money. And honestly, right now, it's not, not the best time of year to be mm-hmm. buying stuff for yourself. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely planning it out as far as like buying the merch that I need to buy whenever we go. Like I'm setting, I've been setting a bit aside every week. But as you know, there have been unexpected expenses. Yeah. So... Uh, but as far as final battle goes, uh, we're actually we're we're gonna we're gonna be here for it. We'll be here earlier next Saturday. We're gonna do watch along for final battle, but it's gonna start at three in the afternoon. Yeah, on Saturday. So be looking forward to that. I think the only, the the main reason it's at three in the afternoon because NXT has their deadline show that night. Uh, but we won't be doing watch line for that. Just final battle. Yeah. Which it's gonna be a really good show. So we'll be thoroughly entertained. I'm pretty sure we're gonna get some oh shit moments in there. Yeah. I, I just I just hope we get the level of reactions that we got out of Survivor series. Cause I looked back at some of it and we were genuinely stunned. Ah, damn it. But it was good anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so that'll be next next Saturday. We'll be live doing our reactions to it. And yeah, it's going to be a really good week coming up of wrestling. Uh, Johnny gets a little bit of a break this week from Stump the Brain. <laughs> Andrew is in here and... I was going to set up a question, but ended up not having the time I needed to search for one. So you you get a free week this week. You get a high week. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man, lots of stuff to look forward to this coming week. And with the live watch along happening next Saturday for ROH, yeah, it's going to be fucking badass. So hope everyone enjoys the rest of their weekend. Like always, if you have any questions or comments, WrestleLost at gmail.com, WrestleLost on Facebook, and don't forget to give us a follow here on Twitch and on YouTube, where this will be up shortly. So, And also, you can follow me on social media at Johnny underscore from underscore WrestleLost on TikTok and Instagram. And... Yeah, you can follow us in many spots, and we like to be active on Twitter, so definitely follow Johnny on there. On Twitter, I'm at Johnny Pablo G. 
Yeah, my my Twitter handle is a bit long, so I'm just going to put mine in the description. <laughs> It'll be easier to follow that way, and I'll put Johnny's on there as well. Yeah. So until next weekend, hope everybody enjoys the rest of their weekend, and see y'all then. And we'll see you next week. Talk to y'all later. <laughs>